everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Earth to Joy. I am the host, Christelle. I hope you're having an amazing day, an amazing night, amazing afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. I am super excited about this episode. It's my very first interview with anyone, and I am obsessed with our conversation. It is very much centered around workplace sanity and just overall workplace survival. We really focus on that phase and path within your career and life where you're in a job. It doesn't drive you passionately to be there. It's just a secure paycheck to have because we all, unfortunately, in this society, in this version of the universe, we depend on money and we need it in order to survive and in order to afford basic needs. And my conversation today with the interviewer kind of goes into depth about working for a place that doesn't align with who you are and where you're going, but having to go through this experience and this journey nonetheless. I I'm really excited for you to listen to this. I am really excited for you to connect with me after you hear this. Give me a little bit of feedback on what you think of the episode and what you would love to hear more of in the future. I honestly think this is probably my favorite episode. I was going to say my favorite interview, but like that's totally obvious because it is the first interview episode. But, oh, I don't know. I really love this one. I really love my period podcast episode too. I think that's episode six and seven, but I think this one takes the cake. You let me know what you think. Before we jump into it, I would love to ground our intentions, do a little bit of breathing exercises just to align our energies. I know it's really hard and difficult right now to find the space and time to meet together with anyone that you connect with, but I feel the highest honor for you to connect with me in a moment of your day through my podcast, and I really appreciate that. Well, sorry, I just hit my mic there. Moving along though, We are going to start our breathing exercise. If it's safe for you to do so, I would love for you to join me. Before we take our first breath together, I would love you to either put your arms around your shoulders, kind of like you're hugging yourself, or putting your palms on top of your heart, and then taking a deep breath in, and then an intentional, loud, deep breath out. We're going to do one more together. This time when we take a deep breath in, we're going to raise our arms. And then deep breath out, jazz hands, put our arms down. I'm going to roll my neck out a little bit. And if you are open to doing this with me, I invite you to lean your right ear against your right shoulder or as much as you possibly can. And then we're gonna look up at the ceiling or the sky, wherever you are. We're gonna lean to our left side with the ear trying to touch your left shoulder. 
and then the chin drops down trying to touch your chest. Amazing. We're going to do another one on your own pace with your own breathing. And we're going to take one more deep breath in together. And one more deep breath out together. You are amazing. Thank you so much for doing that. And happy new moon. I love the new moon because it sets such a motivational energy for me. I hope you realize that you have the power within you to change whatever you want to change in your life within the tools that you already have. And I want to greet anyone that celebrates Diwali. Happy Diwali. I really hope that you're celebrating with your loved ones. And let's go ahead and start this episode. Thank you so much again for um, for interviewing with me. Uh, you're actually my first interview for the podcast. So very honored that you're helping me out with this project. <laughs> it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. I just hope that I can uh, share my experience in a way that could help. We have an ex-fulfillment warehouse employee here. I'm not going to spill any beans on the company or the names just to keep everything anonymous. So can you start off with walking me through a typical day in the life of, for your shift? So when I joined the company, I was, how do I say, I was looking for a job and it was any job would do. That was the kind of mentality that I had at the time uh, because of uh, COVID and uh, the fact that I moved from Ontario to BC, I was looking for something just to get myself up and running again. Right. So I signed up for this warehouse uh, job. I happened to sign up for a night shift as well, which meant I started my shift at 7 p.m. in the evenings and I ended it at 7 a.m. in the mornings. There were two reasons for this. It just aligned better with my commute i i had i was living with a roommate at the time and it just made me my journey to work a, a little more easier if i had to do a night shift that and well they paid about 50 cents more <laughs> uh, per hour which uh, at the time i was willing to do and i was just mm -hmm. used to try out this new format of working i've never worked night shifts before. So the typical, how do I say, day in the life of would include clocking in at 7 p.m., uh, reaching the warehouse to then uh, get to my station. And because it was uh, still during the COVID season, everything was pretty much protected or the safety equipment and all this stuff, the, the shields okay. in between stations and, you know, the sanitizing wipes and all that, the wipe down process was all in play so it it was kind of expected that we would reach our stations a little bit before the seven o'clock mark to kind of take care of all of that stuff before we get started on our shift got it um, the way that it was set up was it it was like we were positioned on either side of a conveyor belt on which the product would come into the warehouse and then our jobs as the receivers were meant to just take the product off the line onto our station, open up that packaging, scan the barcodes of the items to kind of take inventory. 
And once we take inventory, we would take those items and put them onto a shelf on the other side of us, which would then be taken by our other colleagues to another section of the warehouse for categorization. So this was essentially the process of what was happening or what my job entailed. And honestly, that was the entire nature of my 10-hour shift, 12-hour shift. It was literally just standing in one position, uh, having a screen in front of me with a handheld scanner. I had to use gloves, especially they would give us gloves and a, a, a box cutting knife, per se. Okay. Yeah. Um, just so that we weren't using our hands and, you know, trying to be as safe as possible. It took a lot of, there was a point where my hands started to ache after a shift because of that monotonous action of just taking something off the conveyor belt to then right. open it up and then, you know, deal with all that cardboard, remove the contents of that box, dispose of the cardboard. So it kept me really active, don't get me wrong. I, I enjoyed that aspect of the job where I was on my feet and I'm someone who really likes to use my hands. But I felt that this was a little bit too much use uh, by the end of, say, week one. And since I had never done a night shift before, it took a toll on my my sleep cycle, my body, my right. body's, my body clock. I think week one was fine because it was new. It was exciting. It was something that, you know, it's like, yeah, let's do this. Let's go, go, go. My colleagues as well that I was working with, we, we were kind of, when we first came into the job, we were told that there are a certain number of units that we would be expected to process in any given hour. They had a system where they would track how much we were actually processing live. Oh, okay. And if at the end of a shift, they felt that we were somehow not meeting that minimum requirement per hour, they would flag us down in some way to be like, hey, can I have a chat with you maybe tomorrow or something? We need to talk about your productivity levels. And wow. is there anything that we can do to uh, help you get back up? Um, I, I appreciated that they checked in, uh, definitely. What I didn't is that there was a few instances where the items coming in you know there were very different kind of things coming in sometimes they we would open up a box and in that box there would be about 200 items and okay. that's it's almost like finding gold right because in that one hour then we just opened up one box but we are scanning yeah. 200 items However, sometimes there were there were instances where the items were just two, like large items inside of a bigger box. So it would just be we would have to open up the box to then find just two items, then scan that. And I imagine there are heavier items as well if there's only two within the case. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Much heavier, much more. To it took a bigger toll on the body to kind of right. process those items because of their weight. And because they would come in and like the lines, it would be processing those weighted objects that just had two inside of them for like an hour. So in an hour to process stuff like that would be like a count of maybe 15, 20 at the very most. But right. the expectation was way higher. And so if that's what's coming down the line, that leaves very little room for us, the employees, to actually meet that target per hour. Exactly. Right. And you would expect that the uh, the management on the floor would 
would understand that. And they did, for sure. But they still made it a point to uh, highlight that we were still expected to reach or do our best to reach the target per hour. So I felt heard, but I felt dismissed as well uh, in those interactions, which uh, didn't really make me feel like I was supported, you know, depending on what was happening in the warehouse. So that was a bit of a demotivator because in my mind, my body is working really hard uh, mm -hmm. to process these items and to try and meet that target. But um, despite my efforts, I'm still being um, told that I should be or could be doing better. Uh, so they wouldn't overly engage in conversation, but they would keep it very precise, very uh, like, hey, I'm just here to check in. Is there anything you need to be supported with today? However, I felt that no matter what feedback I had, again, I most of the time it felt like I was just being asked because of protocol, not because they actually intended to change something or Got improve it. something. Yeah, like it wasn't a sincere question or a sincere check-in. Yes, exactly. After a period of time, I was like, you know, I'm just going to say, yeah, it's all good. It's all fine. There was this no, no value in me giving my opinion, my authentic opinion. Yeah. Wow. And I can only imagine 12-hour shifts on your feet, walking around to put this inventory away and scanning and everything. How did breaks look like for you? Did you have a full hour lunch? Did you have like half hour breaks in between? Or what did that look like? So, so during the entire 12-hour shift, we would get one hour and split into two half-hour breaks. And this would be in the middle of the shift. Like in, it would split it up into three parts, essentially. And uh, that's when we would take our break. Oh, was it a half-hour? Sorry, my, my memory is not helping me right now. I think I blocked it out a little bit. To be <laughs> yeah. Just the warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, actually, uh, let me correct myself. I think we, we got one hour in the middle of the shift, and that would be our full break. In between, we would get the opportunity to just quickly run to the bathroom and my colleagues would kind of help each other out wherein we would have someone just scan uh, something uh, if we happen to pass the five minute mark. Because if in five minutes we've not scanned something, the systems kind of show management, hey, there's something oh, wow. going on. Yeah. Very precise, very time oriented, very on the on the ball with the with the targets in that warehouse. So we would get one hour to have a meal and just, you know, take some time to sit down <laughs> and not use our hands as much and just rest a little bit, which I felt was a, a good enough of time. It was the middle of the night. It's 3 a.m. in the morning. So it's not like I wanted to go anywhere, you know, outside. Yeah. The Another thing was that if I were to walk outside the warehouse to my car, just to sit inside or get outside of the warehouse, it would take me a quarter of my break time to actually get myself out of the warehouse to then get back in. Wow. Yeah, because the stations that we were positioned at or I was positioned at was way inside. So it would take quite a walk to get to the front of the warehouse. So I'd rather stay inside the warehouse and sit in the lunchroom at the back to take my full hour. And uh, yeah, so that was pretty much what breaks look like. And you talked about how your colleagues and 
uh, yourself help each other out. So was that a good dynamic in terms of keeping your sanity, I guess, would be like having lunch with your colleagues and having that type of company culture, I guess you could say? I would say they were my saving grace for sure. <laughs> it was very nice to have those colleagues around. COVID was in place. So we were meant to sit apart from each other. For me, it gets really loud inside the warehouse. And that noise was something that I tried to get away from during my breaks. So in those moments while we were sitting and having our meals, talking was not particularly something that anyone was looking for, but we were just looking for that rest and that. Yeah, just to decompress for the 12 yeah. hour shift. Exactly. And kind of get ourselves a little bit more re-energized for the next half of the shift because right. you know it takes it takes a significant toll on the body and mind for sure. And um, because of the nature of the timings, my my mornings felt like night, but they weren't. And uh, because I was sleeping the entire day, it felt like I was just living in my, the night. For sure. Yeah. And I know personally for me, it's really important to have two days off in a row to feel really rested or to at least have that chance to have those 48 hours to myself. Were your days off two days in a row or did you also have to work on weekends and stuff as well? I definitely had two days in a row. I'm trying to remember. I The schedule at the time gave us actually three days at the end of each week off. Oh, nice. Which was honestly needed because that one For day sure. is just recalibrating myself to switch from a night <laughs> shift to like the regular routine. Yeah. But then to at the end of the weekend to then switch back in my mindset that, hey, you're going back into a night shift. So got to reset myself back up. It was nice to have three days off. But those other four days just really took everything that I could muster up to actually go through, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And um, if you're comfortable, I would like to get into a little bit of mental health talk. And if you're open to elaborating on how you felt during the month that you were working there and what was the switch where you're like, okay, this is taking such a big toll. It's no longer worth sacrificing my mental health. Yeah, absolutely. I think I actually reached that point somewhere between week two and week four. So week three, I would say, where I was just like, I don't see myself enduring this for the long term. I, I can still pull through a week or two, but something needs to be done that I I need this to change. I cannot endure because my body was taking a massive hit. Um, I would when I would fall asleep, my hands would ache in my sleep, and if I oh were to, my muscles and my body would wake me up in pain because I it was just so exhausted. It was thoroughly extinguished of all energy uh, and the muscles and everything started to really ache. Waking up for the shift was a dread um, because I was like, oh, I, I just wish I could rest a little bit more. And just trying to wake up and push through that emotion each and every day started to really mess with my head again. And I was like, 
why am I doing this? And started to bring in some bigger questions around, is this all I can do? Uh, why have I put myself in this position? Why have I chosen something like this? I get that it's an experience. It's something that I needed. And I'm really grateful that I managed to get it because it's 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 a it's a kind of confidence boost in my own ability. But do I need to continue this? Or, you know, is there something else out there that I can put my eye and attention on that could actually relieve some of this pressure that I'm feeling? Because it started to raise a lot of questions around my capability and like, you know, am I only going to be in a warehouse or, you know, working long term? Is this, is this what my career looks like? Is this what uh, I'm meant to be doing? So many questions just came up. I think it was my mind's fight or flight response to be like, you got to do something now or I don't know if I will survive much longer here. I It took a toll yeah. on my health. I, I lost tons of weight. My sleep pattern was completely shook. I was exhausted all the time. I didn't have time to think about anything outside of that routine. I told myself something needs to be done. I don't know what it is, but... I, I just felt the surge of energy inside of me on that weekend to be like, I need to find my way out of yeah. this predicament that I'm in <laughs> because I don't see it going on an upward trend physically or mentally. It's taking me down a hundred percent. And I'm so grateful that my mind was able to acknowledge that point yeah. to then do something about it. So that weekend I actually got onto Indeed and I was like, I will take anything that is not a warehouse job like I literally <laughs> looked for the complete opposite I was like I'd like to be outside I like to be working during the day yeah. <laughs> this is my main criteria and uh, if I can manage it to not be a 12 hour long shift awesome something with that energy and how things is aligned and the, the way that I went in looking for something else I something happened to click. I basically applied for a delivery job with a local grocery store, delivery driver job. I was like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> this, this sounds perfect. I love driving. I, I get to be outside during the day. And, you know, hey, I'm, I'm delivering groceries to people. So who doesn't like to do something good for people, you know, especially during the time that we were going through with COVID and everything. That happened to come my way, thankfully. As soon as I was able to kind of lock that in, I, I told my management at the warehouse, I'm like, hey, thank you, but I think I'm, I'm good to go now. <laughs> but I'm so proud of you for you to acknowledge that so quickly in only three weeks. And then when you put all of your energy into like being determined to find something else and then getting it in a matter of days, it's just... It sounds really magical to be able to jump out of that mental state that you were in. So that's really great to hear. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. It was really trying at the time. And, you know, it, it was it was very tough to kind of find that drive. But yeah, I don't think I would have got that if I didn't go through the experience, you know, to figure find out for myself, hey, is this actually something that I want to do, can do? Yeah, that actually leads into my last question really perfectly. Um, what was the biggest lesson that you got from going through that experience? And if you had to relive it, would you do it again? 
that's a very good question. That's heavy, good. yeah, heavy question. <laughs> <laughs> very heavy, but very good one as well. And uh, I, I think I'll answer the the latter first. Uh, okay. Yes, I would absolutely go through it again in retrospect. At the time, I may have not have thought this way. However, I've reflected upon this experience quite a bit, and it was what that version of me needed to go through at that time in order to see the other side. I don't I think that. I don't think I would have uh, learned what I needed to in order to get myself into that, through that, and out of that. It, as you said, you use the right word, magical, that it happened the way that it did. Because it, it molded me into a very different person from that moment that I left that warehouse job and I moved on to the next. It started a spark within me that I, I didn't know it was there, honestly, or I had lost sight that it was there. And I thought that I just need to settle for anything that comes my way. But that was not true. That was really for not sure. true. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest lesson is not to always believe what my mind tells me or makes me think is absolutely true, because it's not. Things are changing so rapidly these days, especially, and the way that we uh, as human beings are processing information is so different from, you know, our previous generations. And mm -hmm. it has very evidently become difficult to keep ourselves balanced in today's world, in keeping our energies yeah. balanced and making sure that we are taking care of ourselves while we are still taking care of our life and you know the things that we need to do in terms of work, in terms of family, in terms of friends, connections. And mm -hmm. I had to go through the experience to find out my own capability, my uh, sense of balance, what matters to me, what doesn't, and all these questions kind of got answered unknowingly and unconsciously in that uh, experience. Yeah. So I, I think I'm much more settled now in knowing the capability of, you know, what I am able to do as opposed to have to do. That's amazing. Yeah, that was a really, really great conversation about your old job there and where you stand now. Are you proud of the job that you're doing now and does it give you does it give you that hope that you're on the right track and you're aligning with the dreams for yourself? Absolutely, 100%. I think I would this current job that I'm in as well, it it's something that I had my eye it's a it's a company an organization I had my eye on for years now, I think my first application into this company went in in 2018. I, I don't necessarily think that I will stay on in this particular role, but I, mm -hmm. I think I've kind of triggered some sort of a, as I said, domino effect that this will only lead to my next uh, endeavor, whatever that may be and whenever that may be. I think uh, the time that I will spend here will be much longer than my previous roles, for sure. I love that so much. You gave me goosebumps with just talking about that, which is great. So I'm glad. I'm really glad that I was able to share this experience. And thank you so much for reaching out to me to actually talk about this. It's yeah. helpful as well to reflect some more on this experience. See, wasn't that such a good episode? I 
thoroughly enjoyed that conversation. If at any point of this conversation you thought of someone who would enjoy this, please share this with them, spread the word of Earth to Joy podcast, and get them involved in our conversation as well. And if you're feeling extra supportive, it would mean a lot to me if you rated this a five star on Apple Podcasts. Let others know what you think of this episode through the reviews. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day, rest of your week. I will see you back here on the full moon, which would be November 17. I'm really excited to share that episode with you as well, since it is so close to American Thanksgiving, which is close to Black Friday. That is what we're going to be focusing on. Stay tuned, stay curious, and stay you. (laughs) Was that like too cheesy? No, I think it's a good cheese. Okay, bye.